Hello, thank you for listening to the Sip with Sidrid podcast with yours truly, Sidrid Rivera. Please feel free to share this with a friend. Don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And as long as I'm alive, you are never alone. Now let's listen in. So let's get started. It is called Faithful in Temptation. So I'm going to ask a question. You're welcome to share this if you want to. If you don't want to share it, I understand, but I want you to think about it. Have you ever been tempted with anything? Anything at all. And I want you to think like large. I want you to think big. I don't want you to talk to me about, yes, I've been tempted. I, you know, I, I, um, I, something about your husband or, you know, cheating on your husband or your wife or that's not what I'm interested in. That's probably what God is interested in. But I, I, I want to just like make it simple, right? Like, have you ever cheated on anything? Yes, I have. I've cheated on, on eating. <laughs> Like in the past when I really wasn't focused, um, I wanted to lose weight and yeah, I would cheat. Like I'd be like, I need this pizza like now, <laughs> you know, or um, I don't know if I, I remember if this is accurate for me, but I know many people that when they were in high school or junior high school or even elementary, they'll cheat on a test, right? I don't think I've cheated on a test. I really don't. And not because I'm... I'm anybody special, but I, I was just too busy writing. I don't, I don't know. I wanted, I didn't want to mess up from somebody else's answer. If I messed up, I messed up because of my answer, right? Um, and so, you know, have you ever, have you ever been, have you ever cheated or have you ever been tempted on something? Have you ever been, been tempted on something that you know you should not be doing, right? And yet you either do it or maybe you did it. Maybe you were able to get out of it. Maybe you realize, you know what? No, I'm going to get out of, I'm going to get out of this. You know, I remember a time in my, in my life and I can put the cards on the table as they say, when I was dating someone and my ex, oh my gosh, he was, he was just horrible. (laughs) Not in a bad way. He was just, you know, we, we, I was dating, we, him and I had broken up and he always tried to tempt me to get back with him, you know? And I was so in love with him at the time that I was just so tempted. I was like, oh my gosh, God, take him away from here, right? Because I knew that um, physically and, and, and uh, mentally, I was just like, yes, I want to do this. But I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right, right? And so um, I thank God I met my husband because once I met my husband, there was no more tempting. There was nothing to be tempted for because, I mean, my man is my man. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about this. Faithful in temptation because we get tempted you know maybe it isn't even cursing right maybe it's you know you're trying to to walk the right path and and i get tempted in that all the time get me annoyed and oh my god my mouth can get really ugly so i try to hold on to my tongue like i'll bite my tongue not too hard but i'll bite it to hold my my tongue and be like mm, mm, no i'm not gonna say what i want to say because if i do i'm gonna be nasty <laughs> Right? And so there's so many different types of temptations out there. So let's talk about this and let's see what God has to say about this and what the word of God has to say about temptation, right? And so the the chapter and the book that we're going to be talking about is 1 Corinthians. Okay, that's in the New Testament. 
1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. And again, if you want to share this with your friends, you want to get people in here, just tag them along, tag them along. Yes, your diet, tempted every day with shopping. <laughs> yes, online shopping is my favorite, right? Like I can get tempted with online shopping. I don't like outside shopping in the malls, but I could sit in that computer and shop my, buddy, my booty off, right? And so have you ever been um, um, tempted? And if so, where has that led you? Did you take action on it or not, right? And so we're going to talk about that. And so here it is. It's called, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Thank you, God, for this moment. Thank you for this time. I pray, Lord God, that you open up our spiritual ears and our eyes. Allow us to hear your voice. Allow us to hear the part of the message you need us to hear whether it's the entire thing or just a simple word. Father, I just pray that you help us to hear you when you need us to hear you so that we're able to do the things that you want us to do. I thank you for the people who are here. I pray that you bless on them, that your Holy Spirit is here today to speak and to move. And we're grateful for that. We pray all that in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen, amen, amen. And so 1 Corinthians says... 10 13 chapter 10 verse 13 says okay no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear oh hello but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Oh my gosh, is he not wonderful? Like, is he not wonderful? I'm gonna read it again. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Amen to that. So let's see what this message says. It says, at some point in your life, you will face unexpected temptations that will challenge your faith in more ways than you would like. Mm. But if you remain in me, I will remain in you and no temptation will overtake you. As life moves at a faster pace than your faith can keep up with, you must take control of each and every moment keeping your thoughts under my control. Your faith will keep you focused on me when the temptations of life are pulling you in opposing directions. When you're in the midst of the struggles and you don't know what to do, keep your eyes on me. Let nothing move you and never give it to the fear. Know that through all that you will face, all the temptations that will come your way, I will never allow you to endure more than my grace can uphold. I will always make a way out. So cast out all fears and defeat your doubts through faith. Look at me and I will lift you out of the pit of destruction so that you see my glory. Woo! This is so powerful. I mean, and it's so powerful because listen, all of this right here, I gotta take a sip, I gotta take a sip, okay? All of this right here is what God is promising to us. I read this this morning and I thought, oh, 
That's just a lot of promises right there. And I'm going to tell you what they are. Number one, it says, at some point in your life, I think we've all gone through this here. At some point in your life, you will face unexpected temptations that will challenge your faith in more ways than you would like. Can we all agree with that? Can we all say amen to that? Because we have done it, right? But here it is. Ready? There's a but. If, not when, if. These words are so powerful. Like every single word is very powerful here. Because again, it's not telling you. God's not telling you what you need, what you're going to do. He's not saying when you do this. He's saying if you do this. And why is that important? It's important because he's telling everybody. The whole world needs to know that we get to decide whether we choose to follow him or not. Right? It's all up to us. It's what God says is the free will. Now, if you remain in me, which means in him, right? I will remain in you. And no temptation, none will overtake you. So there's a promise right there. If you do this, I will make sure to do this. If you remain in me, I will remain in you. And no temptation will overtake you. None. So keep that in mind. That's a promise right there. If you remain in him, he will remain in you. No temptation will overcome in you, right? Okay, that's number one right there. As life moves at, at, listen to this one. As life moves at a faster pace than your faith can keep up with. So God, this is, this is amazing because it's already known that, listen, life is moving at a faster pace that, that our faith can't even keep up with. Keep, keep, keep up with, listen to me, keep up with, okay? You must take, here's it, you must take control of each and every moment, keeping your thoughts under my control. Again, thoughts. One of the things I find that's extremely important is that when you are praying to God and you're asking God for his blessings and for his mercy and you're asking God to protect you and to guide you, I highly recommend that you talk to God and you tell God, Father, I pray that this mind is always focused on you. I pray that my mind is always on you. I pray that you are the king of my mind. I pray that the blood of Christ is always on me and on my in my mind. Why? Because I th- this is one of the most powerful tools that we ever will have in our body. This right here. You can convince, I was talking to my book coach this morning, and we, I was talking about, I'm in a chapter in my book where it's so, so overwhelming to finish. I just can't seem to get with it because it's such a tough topic. Not my, my personal topic. Um, it's on what I'm going to be coaching and stuff. And, and so he said to me, here's what I, he gave me an, an exercise. And the exercise is about my, it was about my brain. It was about, we need to, t- you can, you can tell your brain what to expect and it will, it'll, it'll make it happen because your brain doesn't know the difference between real and fake. This is super important. I hope that if you grab anything today, it's that you could could grab this. Your brain does not know the difference between real and fake. Your brain does not know if this is a real remote, okay, in front of you, or you're just calling this a remote. It doesn't know the difference. I'm calling it a remote, so it believes it's a remote. I could call this a remote, and it'll believe it's a remote. 
My brain does not know the difference between which one is the remote. I'm the one that's telling it which one is the remote, right? Okay, so that being said, it says here, okay, super important, as life moves at a faster pace than your faith can keep up with, you must take control of each and every moment, keeping your thoughts under my control. Why do you think God says that? Keeping your thoughts, not keeping your body, not keeping your health. Not that, that you cannot do that. You need to do that too. Not keeping your, 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 your um, physique, not keeping your house, not keeping your family under my control. No, he says here, keeping your thoughts under my control. That's powerful. Think about that. God's telling you exactly what he wants you to have under his control because again I tell you this I said it yesterday I'm a strong believer in this is that your mind if the enemy caps captures your mind if he has you here if you're constantly doubting worrying stress and this here is overflowing this here is cluttered this here has so much confusion he's got you where he wants you because once all this is a hot mess you're not focused on God and that's going to take you further and further away because you're going to try to solve everything on your own. And we're supposed to do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, not do all things because we're going to try. See what I'm saying? And so that's why I think it's powerful that it says keeping your thoughts under my control. Then it says your faith will keep you focused on me when the temptations of life are pulling you in opposing directions, Right? When you're in the midst of the struggles and you don't know what to do, keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. So mind's in control. He's in control of your mind. Keep your eyes on him. Right? Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. If I come out of nowhere and I go and I scream out of my 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 lungs and I come out and I scream to the point that it scares you and you move and you jerk, that's a reaction, right? That's just your reaction because you're like, what the heaven happened? I do that all the time when my husband's driving. <laughs> Every time I look up, I'm like, oh, and he's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, oh, I just saw that car so close to me. I thought that you were going to hit it. He's like, it's all the way over there. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I like the way I drive better. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, we all know this, right? So, but it's a reaction. But the word of God says that when those temptations come, don't move. Don't allow it. Because your mind is under his control and your eyes are looking up at him. And so you're focusing on him. And so whatever's happening around you, guess what? You can't see it because your eyes are focusing on Jesus. Your heart is always with the Lord when your eyes are focusing on Jesus. So it doesn't matter what happens around. Woo! Did, it, did I scare you? <laughs> it was just like, did I, did I make you move? Or did you not move? Because you're still focused on what I'm saying right? And so it says here, no matter what struggles you're going through, when you're in the midst of a struggle and you don't know what to do, keep your eyes on me. Let nothing move you and never give in to the fear. Mm -hmm. Never give in to the fear. Know that 
though all of your, excuse me, know that through all of all you will face, all the temptations that come your way, I will never allow you to endure more than my grace can uphold. That's your second promise. That's a second promise. I'm going to read that again. Know that through all of what you will face, everything. It doesn't say some things. Again, listen to the words. Listen to those powerful words. Know that through all that you will face, all the temptations that come your way, I will never allow you to endure more than my grace can uphold. That's another promise. So when you're going through fear, when your heart is fearful, and that's, then you, listen to me, y'all. Don't get upset at me. If you don't like what I'm about to say, you go talk to Jesus. Don't you come back to me giving me some nastiness because I'll rebuke you real quickly. Um, it says here, and never give in to fear, right? So if you have fear in your heart, that means that God's not in there. Because God and fear do not go together. They cannot be in the same place. Fear doesn't come from the Lord. Who does fear come from? Where does it come from? So if you allowed fear to enter your mind and your heart, then God's not in there. Let's just be real, okay? Be real with yourself. I'm being real. If I'm afraid of something, I know, oh, I, that means that, wait a minute, why am I afraid right now? If I, why am I afraid if God says that he can, have, he can take care of all things for me? If God promised that he will always um, um, take care of me. If God prom promises here, he promises that he will endure all, right? He will endure all, then my grace can uphold. So why am I afraid? What is wrong with me? Obviously, I'm not focusing on God. I'm focusing on the fear. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Fear is also, fear is also false evidence appearing real. What the, the, the acronym of is false evidence appearing real. False evidence. That means there's nothing there. Why? Because God's in control. And so when you say, let nothing move you and never give into fear, know that through all of what you will be facing, all of your temptation that comes your way, I will never... Can somebody hashtag never? Somebody say out loud, never. I will never, never allow you to endure more than my grace can uphold. Comment right now, never. Tell somebody that's standing next to you. If you're standing next to, you, to somebody where you're at, if you're driving, yell out loud, never. It feels so powerful when you say that. Because it says here that he, I will never allow you to endure more than my grace can uphold. And do you know how much grace God has? That means he can uphold a lot. Okay. It says, I, here's another promise. Ready? Here's another promise. I will always make a way out. So cast out all your fears. Now some of it, y'all. He didn't say that you have to cast out the fear. That, Put the fears on God because you're sick and you don't know if you're going to live or die. Let's put this, let's put this fear, but you don't need to put this fear about whether you should be, um, um, you know, eating this or not eating that. Don't worry about that because that, nothing's really going to happen. It says all fears, all temptations, all trials, 
everything that you are going through that's not working right, all of that should be placed in God's hands. Because it says here, I will always make a way out. So cast out all fears. Now, let me ask you, do you know what cast out means? Do you know what cast out means? Sorry, I had to take a sip. Cast out is remove. It's, it's send it away. I didn't even look it up. I didn't even look to see what the, what the, um, um, what the meaning of it in the dictionary is. Because for me, I was just like, okay, let me see if I can hear. Okay, come on. Let me see. I'm going to do it because I, I like to, I like to like read it. Yeah. It says here, cast out is exclude someone from a group or for a place, from a place. So it's excluding something out, right? Getting, yes, getting rid of it, getting it out of your face, out of your way, out of your life. Okay. And it says here, so cast out all the fears. So you're talking to the fear. So you got to claim that you got to um, name that, not claim it. You got to name that fear. And let's say it's the fear of, you know, spiders. Me, I hate spiders. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so obviously it's not something I think about all the time, but whatever it is, let's say it's the fear of my diabetes, right? And then I could take that and say, I cast away in the name of Jesus, the fear of diabetes, because this is not going to overcome my life. And so you're casting it away. You're getting rid of it. Whatever it is that you're going through, get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, get rid of it. Somebody comment, get rid of it. Get rid of it. It does not belong to you. It's not for you to handle. It's for Jesus to handle. It's for God to take over it. It says here, cast out all of your fears and defeat your doubt through faith. Defeat it. If you have doubt, I defeat doubt in the name of Jesus. I will not doubt in the name of, I am not doubting. I am living it. I'm believing that this will move. I'm believing that I can cast it away. I'm believing that I will achieve this. I'm believing that I'm going to get healthier. I'm believing that my marriage is going to get better. I'm believing that I'm going to get the house I want. I'm believing that I'm going to get the job I want. Believe it. Believe it all in the name of Jesus. That's how that works. Throw it out there. Some people say call, uh, throw it out to the call it out to the universe or whatever. And I've always said, what universe? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but call it out to the universe, and the universe is gonna do what? It ain't gonna bring it to you. That's called Jesus for crying out loud. Hello. It's called God put you in the right place at the right time. What's the universe? The wind? I mean, let's just be real. I'm just going to be real. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone, but it just, I wander. What's the universe? Like the universe brings it to you. No, Jesus puts you in the right place at the right time. The energy that we, that we put with it, that you bring out, people see that and they want to be part of that. And so they lead you and they, and they guide you and they talk to you and you pray about it. And God puts you in the right place with the right time. If you want to call that the universe, okay, by all means. I don't know, maybe that sounds a little bit whatever. Okay? I'm just saying. It's my silliness right now. I will always make a way out. Okay, so cast your fears and your doubts. Okay, and then look at me. So so cast out all your fears and defeats 
and doubts and and your doubts through through faith and look at me and listen to this ready this is another promise and i will lift you out of the pit of destruction so that you see my glory so guess what what that's saying right there is that we might be right now whatever situation you're going through you could be in destruction Right now, what you're experiencing in your life is like the pits. It's like the worst. It's like you've never been in a worse situation than you are now. And everybody's situation is different. So we can't be even judgmental on that, which we shouldn't be judging anyway. But everybody's pit is different. Everybody's down, like all the way on the bottom of the ground where they cannot believe that they're there is all different. Because we all live different lives. And so whatever it may be, whatever that destruction is that you're looking at and saying, it cannot get worse. It cannot get worse. Which, if I may add, and just give you a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of advice, don't ever say it cannot get worse. Because it could. It really could. And so if you're in that destruction, it says here, that he will lift you out of that destruction, out of that pit, so that you can see his true glory. It's what it says here. It's what it says, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is about that. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So even that destruction, even that pit, even that bottom that you're in, God's not going to let you even go deeper than what you cannot bear. So believe it or not, even though we might think, oh my gosh, could this get worse? Don't ask. Because right there, it says God can't give you more than what you can't handle. So if you're going to ask that, he can show you it can get worse. Because that means you could probably bear a little bit more. Right? And so, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, so again, this is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It does say that we will be tempted. Because it says, but when you are tempted, you will also... He will also provide a way so that you can endure it. So you'll be able to endure it as long as. What? As long as what? As long as you're giving your life to the Lord, you're focusing it, you're remaining in him and he's remaining in you. Because that's actually one of the very first sentences. Faithful, even throughout temptation. It could be difficult for crying out loud, we're human beings. (laughs) But I love that he says that he can get us out of that. I love that he says he will not give us more than what we can't handle. And I love that he says that he will provide a way for you to endure that temptation. And I can speak that from experience because in the past, like I shared with you, there were many times in the past we're talking about, I've been married for what, 20 years? No, 21 years. I've been married for 21 years. So it was before then. 
that I had an ex that would just consistently try and try and try to get back. And, oh, I had times where I was like, oh, God, help me here. Because you know when someone's wrong for you, but yet you still stick around. Because it's just a physical thing. It's a sexual thing. It's a mental thing. It's a emotional thing. It's just all hot mess. But you don't care because my mind was not focused on where my mind is now. It was just focused on that, on where I was and what I was doing and the, the feeling and the emotion and the, the sexuality of it. Everything was just a hot mess is what it was, right? And so now I live a life where it's so different. And so I'm not perfect. Temptation was there, but God allowed me to endure and get out of it. Thank you, Jesus, right? Because the life I have now is so much happier, so much better. I mean, it, it's amazing. If I would have stuck and continued that temptation, my, my, I don't even know if I would have known y'all. I, I surely wouldn't be doing this because my life wouldn't have not been focused on God and what he wanted me to do. My life would have been focused on whatever I was doing then. It's a decisions. Temptation is a decision that you need to make of whether you continue or you stop and go forward in whatever you need to do. Temptation is something that you know you're not supposed to do, right? So you choose to, do I continue doing this or do I continue to, or do I change who I am now to become the best me I can be? Because there's nothing good about temptation. Well, at least not for the future, right? And so that's where we need to, and look at everybody's temptation is different. There's temptations of, of, um, um, there's temptations of, of alcohol, of drugs, you know, there's temptations of, um, there's sexual temptations, um, adulteries, you know, working, I mean, um, um, lying, you know, all that stuff, like people will, will do things so that they can get a promotion and, and the other people don't, you know? Temptation of become of being fake and not being real and pretending that you're someone that you're not. There's so many different types of temptations. We can't even list them. I can't even list them. But you know if you have any or, God willing, you don't have any at the moment, if it does pop appear, because it does say that we will get them, right? that you'll know how to endure it because your focus is on God. Your mind is in control, right? You will know that it's with God. And then, of course, your eyes are always looking up. So thank you, Jesus, for this time. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the message you've given us. This was a tough one, Lord. This is a little, you know, could be a little scandalous. It could be a little bit difficult. It could be a little bit, you know, tempting for people, you know, to... To not want to even hear it. And so God, we thank you, Father, for this message and for the words that you have put in my mouth. And I pray that you help those to be more faithful to you and to always look up to you, to always feel your spirit and know when to call you and talk to you. Lord, Father, I pray that you help us to continue to endure and continue to go move forward and always be focused on you and not on fear. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.